This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Studio De Welcome in to Studio De Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm going to go live at 7 o'clock most nights, but not tonight because <laughs> I'm going to see the Batman at about 7 o'clock. So, Kilcore got in there before formula. Look at it go. Commodore, I got questions. Well, that's what we're here for. We are, uh, we're here from, for questions. So, I don't have a big plan tonight, you know? I don't have a ton I want to talk about. Curious to see if uh, Gene gets the team. And uh, no, okay, never mind. That was a bad joke. That was a bad joke. But if you have seen the news story in the Dallas Morning News relating to Jerry Jones, I mean, a human was born in 1996. I haven't won since the 1995 season. Just saying. Uh, okay, now Lyle Collins is the top story of the day as the team is fielding calls on Amari Cooper and on Lyle Collins. No, Dylan. Dylan just says, dad, question mark. I am not anyone's father. I'm not. I'm not anyone's father. Okay. Lyle Collins. Yes, the Cowboys are talking about the potential of trading Lyle Collins, and teams are going to be interested because if you trade for Lyle Collins, then um, you're getting him for $10 million a year, and that's an affordable rate for a good right tackle. So, yes, that is something that could very possibly happen. Hurricane, no, there is no truth to the Black Kirk Cousins thing. Of course not. You guys know better than this. Damn it. You're watching me. You guys are smart. You're real people. Jeff, what will we be doing for draft day coverage? Undecided. We'll see. No, there's no party at Jeff's, and there's definitely no one of those at Jeff's. Absolutely, positively not. Lyle Collins. I got to be honest. I don't love the idea of trading Lyle Collins just because I think he's the best right tackle that the Cowboys have. And you won't save a bunch of money this year by trading him. You'll only save $1.3 million. That doesn't get a whole lot done. But when you get to the 2023 season, Cowboys are going to be in a real weird place. If they trade Collins... If they trade Cooper, hi, KG. They're going to be in a real weird place because, okay, Jason, good question. We only clear $1.3 million in cap space if we trade Lyle. How does that work? So the way that works is, the way you make this make sense is you say, okay, the Cowboys have at different times been frustrated with Lyle Collins for different reasons. I believe 2020 it was, they thought he came in out of shape. Then there was, doing stuff off the top of my head and I'm an idiot. Uh, there was the surgery where he wasn't sure if they were going to have football. And I don't think they loved that. So there's been different things along the way that have frustrated them with Lyle Collins and their coaching staff uh, really likes Terrence Steele. I believe Collins is a better player than Terrence Steele, but one of them makes 17 times more than the other one. And that would be Collins. 
what you realistically expect for Lyle Collins, I think is probably along the lines of a third round pick. So you would get a third round pick from a team that wants Collins. You would then have a one, a two, two threes. You got you got some decent little draft capital there. And with all that, then you would look forward to the reason they would do this. And if Amari Cooper gets traded and or released, is that now when you fast forward an entire year, they don't think this makes them worse because they think they have another right tackle in Terrence Steele. They would add a third round pick. And a year from now, when the cap is expected to take a big jump, the Cowboys would be in a very unfamiliar place. And that's having like 50 to $70 million that they could actually spend. (laughs) So that could be fun. That could be interesting. So that's what's going on with Lyle Collins. They have a coaching staff that are big believers in their other right tackle, Terrence Steele, and they have a player that some of them, I think, would not mind moving on moving on from to begin with. So I don't love it only because I think offensive line play is tough around the league to begin with. And to intentionally not have a good offensive lineman without saving much money this year is a weird play. I'd rather wait a year to do that. But that is the reality. That's the way it's going to go. Uh, if it never broke that Dallas plans on releasing Cooper, would his trade market be any more improved? No. Here's the other thing. And this is, I feel like in a lot of ways, doing this, these live streams, uh, is going to be just correcting things. Because like I'm on social medias, medias. I'm on the YouTube I'm on the Twitter. So I know the Cowboys are stupid. The Joneses don't know what they're doing and they screwed up the Amari thing and they could have gotten all the first round picks if they'd have just shut up. No, it's all silly. It's all dumb. If a team is going to release a player, they're first going to find out what could they trade him for. And if a team is going to leak it into the media that, hey, I think this guy's going to be a cap casualty. They know that that's going to stir up teams calling to ask about them. So no, it's not, they didn't make some giant mistake where all these teams are now like, Oh, we don't have to trade for him because let's think about this. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and you want Amari Cooper and you're the Washington commanders and you want Amari Cooper and you're throw out a couple more teams, right? Say there's four or five of them that are interested in signing Amari Cooper. And what people are telling you is none of them are going to trade for Amari Cooper because we'll just wait to sign him. You all can't sign him. Only one can. So if you want Amari Cooper, you don't mind a $16 million price tag, then you're not going to let him hit free agency because he might not pick you and you might not offer the most money. So no, they didn't screw that up. Swear on everything. People out there. Samuel, I don't believe you. Derek, we need to get 76 O-line from Titans. They just released Saffold. Well, they just released him. So keep that in mind. And I believe he has a jacked up shoulder and I believe he's going to need a surgery. Um, I would not imagine that's going to happen. Jeff Heath is the goat. Love you and your content, Jeff. Where'd the idea of releasing LC come from? I just showed up late. It would not be a release with LC. It would be a trade. And the idea just came from a lot of the different beat writers and insiders are just reporting the same story, that the Cowboys are fielding calls and the potential of trading Lyle Collins. So when that happens, it means that either Steven or Jerry texted a bunch of people and said, hey, we might be trading Lyle Collins. And they like to be in the news. So, Cowboys shooting for five top 100 picks from Rick, maybe six in the top 120. Sure. 
That would be great. The Cowboys are just one of the teams in the league that have so many. Like, here is, let me pull up to 2022. They currently have eight guys that are going to be a cap hit of $11 million or more. That's a big number. They have a whole bunch of highly paid guys, and none of those guys' contracts are about to end. So if you get out from under the Amari Cooper contract, if you get out from under the Lyle Collins contract, well, there's two of them gone. Then fast forward to 2023, where I would imagine they'll get out from under the Ezekiel Elliott contract. And now you're paring down who your really highly paid guys are because I got news for you. There's other highly paid guys potentially on the horizon. After this season, Trayvon Diggs and CeeDee Lamb are eligible for extensions. Um, you already know that Micah Parsons is going to be a dude that's going to be getting a whole bunch of money from this team. Uh, CD and Diggs. Yeah, three years you can do it. Two years from now, Micah Parsons is going to get a big old deal. So they're just trying to figure out how they're going to handle all this stuff. Hefe, thought line one of two thoughts on Bobby Wagner, Marcus May, and Darius Williams to Dallas. If you get Wags, what else do you need? I don't think they're going to sign any of those guys. A year from now, if you ask that question, when I think the Cowboys are going to be sitting there with $50 million in cap space, you could throw out those big names, and there's a potential that the Cowboys could sign guys like that. In this offseason, much like most offseasons, I just don't think you can. I just don't think it's possible. They don't got the monies. Now, they could create the monies, but they're choosing not to because they're trying to get out of some of these contracts, not make them harder and harder to get out of later. That's what they're trying to do. And I do love the conspiracy theory. I love the theory from Robbie here in the YouTube chat and from others all over the internet where it's, is this setting up for Sean Payton to have a financially fluid team? Maybe, but I got news for you. If Sean Payton becomes a head coach of this team, you're going to compete. You're going to compete. And then after that, you're going to be in a cap hell you've never imagined. Look at the house fire Sean Payton created in New Orleans that he just got to walk away from. He's going to destroy your salary cap. But that's what some people want. Some people want all, all, all in. Because the Cowboys are, in some ways, all in. A ton of their guys on the roster right now, their cap hit this year is higher than their per year salary when they initially signed their contract because they've already restructured them. And that's the all-in thing everybody's talking about. They restructured Ezekiel Elliott's contract before the extension even hit because they were all-in to try to sign other players to help. Tyron Smith's been restructured four or five times. Dak's been restructured this year. They do they do stuff like that. Jason, Jeff, longtime fan. Hello, Jason. I want to know. If I'm the only fan that's actually optimistic about team is realizing they can't win as constructed. Yeah, I'm just not I'm not optimistic or pessimistic. I'm just kind of interested observer to see how these decisions turn out because people who think that the Cowboys don't know how to build a team are insane. Two months ago, you thought they had a chance to win the Super Bowl, and it's the same people constructing the team and making the decisions. Um, so I'm not in on the idea that like the Cowboys have no effing clue what they're doing, and I'm not in on the idea that the Cowboys are the best in the business at this. But they're not terrible. They have a plan. They know what they're doing. Uh, how come my notification was about plug and play? That would be user error because of this guy. Because this guy forgot to click the button to update what's going on. I can edit it right now. Watch me. This is live coverage of me typing. Lyle. 
Collins, Amari Cooper on the trade block, plus Cowboys draft talk. Description. Come on in and let's talk Cowboys football. I'll change that when I'm done. Next. There, it's updated. It's probably costing me viewers. Lyle Collins would have got people's attention, and instead it says that plug-and-play is happening, which was actually yesterday. Does Leighton Vander Esch get re-signed if he has no market? If there is no market for him? Sure. I am starting to get interested in some of these draft linebackers, though, for the Cowboys. Like a guy who I think could replace Leighton Vander Esch if he's available with your second-round pick is Leo Chenal, the Wisconsin linebacker where that dude is 6'2", 250, and he is just a hammer looking for a nail. I think I stole that from Dane. He just smashes things. And watching his tape, I was like, yeah, he's a forward-going, tackle for loss, smashing offensive lineman, hell-raising guy, but I have no idea if he has any ability in coverage, which is tough in today's NFL. Then you had the combine and his pro day, which I don't believe is pro day numbers, but if you did, he's the most athletic linebacker prospect in the history of football. Uh, I think we'll hear different numbers when I get them from teams than what was being reported. But that dude now, what is it? You had my, and now you have my attention. It's from a movie. You, you had my attention now. Somebody knows what I'm talking about, and they're going to send in what I'm talking about. Pete, I got to watch the Jones guy, the wide receiver from Tennessee, because I believe that the Cowboys have some interest. And I'm also hearing that the Cowboys might have a little interest in my guy. Sky Moore. That's my guy. I could do a half hour on Sky Moore. I already forget what school he goes to. Is that Western Michigan? Western, one of those tiny schools. You had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. From Django. Yeah. Thank you, Samuel, Stephen, and the real D-Lo. Appreciate all you guys. Jeff, what are your thoughts on Christian Watson? The wide receiver out of North Dakota State. Uh, man, his testing was awesome. 6'4", great athlete, good player. Uh, very good. Revon, George Pickens. That's a Georgia wide receiver. Another dude, really good player. Ran probably better than some people were uh, expecting. And really good player. Probably a second or third round guy. And I think that's what's going on with the Cowboys is that they realize, or at least hope, that in the first two or three rounds, they're going to be able to pick a capable wide receiver that can help them and they can get out of the Amari Cooper deal. Weird thing is that they're just going to be looking for a guy that they hope could be Amari Cooper one day, but they'll be saving money. Three Fishent on Twitch. Who's the Cooper Cup of this draft? I'm not kidding. It's Sky Moore. He's 5'10", 195. I really need to. If I'm going to be championing this guy, I need to make sure that I'm getting his school right because I constantly am not paying enough attention. Yeah, Western Michigan. Sky Moore is this year's Cooper Cup. Sky Moore is the slot receiver who didn't test great in the shuttles, but he ran a 4-3-9-40. And he just has those same movement patterns that he's uncoverable in the slot. He can catch the ball anywhere, and he's held a tackle after the catch. Sky Moore is this year's Cooper Cup. I believe it. I 100% believe it. That's my guy. Is it possible they signed Marcus May? I don't think so. 
Marcus May will have a big market. Marcus May is a really good player. I would like it. But again, next year, Cowboys might be real-life free agent players because I'm looking at next year, okay? Here we go. 23. 2023. Let's say... In theory, Lyle Collins gets traded here before the NFL draft. That's $15.25 million that is not on your cap next year. Let's say Blake Jarwin's hip surgery is bad, bad news, and perhaps, I don't want to say this out loud because it's total speculation. I have no idea. But when I hear that a something is not common to football players, a surgery, I assume it might be over. So that's $7.25 million. Might not be on your cap next year. So that's what, 22 and a half? If you get out of the Zeke deal, call this a post-June 1, that saves you $11 million. It's 33. Let's say Cooper gets traded or released. That's 22 that's not on your cap next year. That's $55 million that you would be under the cap, and their projected one is probably low. So you're going to be $70, $80 million under the cap, and you might be able to have fun. Jamie, would you take Sky Moore over Traylon Burks at 24? Technically, I think I have Sky Moore behind Traylon Burks. Yes, Sky Moore is wide receiver four. Traylon Burks is wide receiver two. So, no. Uh, but I do love Sky Moore. Love, 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 love. Two of two from Commodore Brisbane. Thoughts on Brisker and Scene. These are safety prospects in the 2022 draft. You think the Cowboys should start a rebuild around Parsons in 88? And if so, I'd love to see an episode on how you and Brian would do it. Uh, I think what they're doing right now, rebuild is the wrong word because they'll still be able to compete. They may still be able to win the NFC East, but they are doing a little reshuffle right now. If they're able to move Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins for draft picks, they're moving on from big contracts that they don't want to keep on the books long-term. And they're moving it for guys who are cheaper and they're setting themselves up to be players in free agency a year later. So they're doing a reshuffle, I think, right now. And yeah, this thing will be built around Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, am I forgetting anybody that's going to be a huge part of this? Probably not. Yeah, so they're trying to rebuild it that way. And my thoughts on Jaquan Brisker, that is Penn State safety, and Lewis Seen is the Georgia safety, is I think... Both of those guys are going to be picked somewhere in the range from 30 to 50. And maybe one of them is available for the Cowboys at 56. I do believe the Cowboys, if it falls right for them, are pretty set on going offensive line and wide receiver for the first two picks. But if the right safety is available, you could pick a safety in the second round. And I think Lewis Seen would be a good one. And I think Jaquan Brisker would be a good one. They're different players. Uh, Scene is probably less. I probably trust him a little bit less in coverage, but holy cow, the dude can fly. He has the tools to be a real life free safety, fly in sideline to sideline, whether it's in coverage or against the run. Brisker, I think, is probably a little bit more polished player and not quite as fast and explosive, if that makes sense. But they're both good players that I think would be really good at 56. Alex Hooks. Oh, you just in here to hook it up. I appreciate you, brother. Thank, thank you very much. It's funny because there are guys available that fit exactly what it is that the Cowboys are looking for. Like they're looking for leadership and dogs on defense, and Bobby Wagner fits it. But I just don't think that they're going to do what they would have to do to create the space to sign him. 
and they're going to be looking for a technician route running wide receiver. And Mari Cooper is that. And they're going to be getting rid of him. So <laughs> do we build around Micah like Baltimore built around Ray Lewis? I don't know what that I don't necessarily know what that means. Like Baltimore had a bunch of really good defensive players and Ray Lewis. The Cowboys will try to add other really good defenders, but this offseason, I actually think their priority is going to be more offensive. It's going to be more about how do we get Dak back to the level that we think he should play at, and that answer is going to be figuring out how to block again. And that's why you're seeing them looking at this like, okay, I think their first or second pick will be an offensive lineman. I think they're going to try to run Terrence Steele out instead of Lyle Collins. They're going to try to figure out how can we get this thing, how can we get this thing going back in the right direction. Aldo Skymore isn't like Tyreek or Cup. I'll leave you alone. You don't have to love Sky Moore. You don't have to love him. But like the made up uh Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott fight story was where they somebody made up that uh Amari called Dak the black Kirk Cousins. Sky Moore is the black Cooper Cup. You heard her here first. Kobe Dean at th- at twenty four thoughts. Love it. Super good. There's not a party at Jeff's, just to be clear. There's not a party at Jeff's. Cowboys ownership ruined this team for many years to come. Same old story with the Joneses. Well, maybe the new daughter will be the owner of the team. Maybe she'll get to, I don't know. Sonny, would you like Braxton Berrios? If he costs nothing, sure. We're going to need receivers. We're going to need somebody. We're going to need some things. Um, is there anything else I want to do tonight? I don't think so. I did the mock drafts earlier. Oh, Danny, don't be hating on the Kobe Dean now. Don't be hating on the Kobe Dean. Yeah, that D line was really, really good, but Nicobe Dean is super good. Super good. Hey, Jeff, love the hat. My question is, do you think we can find a way to get Allen Robinson for cheap from Daniel? I appreciate that. Uh, I don't think you're going to be a player for Allen Robinson. I do hope for the first time in his career, Allen Robinson finds a freaking quarterback to go play with. Uh, Denver's going to be an all-in team, right? Yeah, they already got two good ones, though. But Allen, poor Allen Robinson has had terrible quarterbacks his whole career and been a really good player. But I can't imagine that he's less than a 15 to $20 million player. That dude's really good. Really, really good. Jeff, when will the boys get a QB to replace Dak? Jeff, honest question. Dean plays for Temple. He's a day three guy. Absolutely not. No, Nicobe Dean keys and reacts faster than anybody in this draft class, and that ain't got nothing to do with his D-line. He is the most instinctual, bad-out-of-hell linebacker in this draft class. Chill out, Danny, for crying out loud. Yeah, like we're just going to give credit to all these other Georgia guys, and Nicobe Dean's the one that we're going to be like, yeah, but not him. Yeah, that guy's amazing. And that guy, and that guy, but not that one. Not the one who made all the plays. Chill out. What's the latest you've seen Devin Lloyd fall? Uh, 24, give or take, around 24. Yeah, I want to pick up Antonio Brown on the cheap, and I want to pick up Odell Beckham on the cheap. Yeah, I do, because I want to be entertained. It'd be hilarious. Um, if you signed Antonio Brown, uh, first of all, as a mental health guy, I hate that Antonio Brown is pretending that he couldn't use some mental health help. That hurts my heart. Um, but yeah, 
I would sign Antonio Brown and I would set it up just like Odell Beckham's contract was set up with the Rams where I'd be like, okay, here's the thing. I think you're selfish, kind of a crazy person, need help, but don't realize it. So you'll be paid by the number of games we win. You're a league minimum player. You get paid for team wins. You get paid big time for postseason wins. That's how you get paid because that's the only way that I think you don't lose your mind and quit. So yeah, sure. Sean has a great point. We could all use some mental health if we're honest. It's true. If you signed Brown, you wouldn't care about winning. Yeah, you would. You'd incentivize winning. It's the only way you would sign him is if you incentivize winning. Compare, where was it? George Pickens and Traylon Burks. George Pickens and Traylon Burks are very, very, very different. Um, I think George Pickens, this is a Georgia wide receiver who could be a candidate to be picked at 56. He's more of a, his body type is almost like an even skinnier AJ Green. And he plays just sort of nifty footwork. And like, he's tough. Don't get me wrong. But he's tough at, what is he, 6'3", 195? Whereas Traylon Burks is 6'2", 225. He's built more like a tank. And he's going to be more screen game and jump ball and just mash through people and gadget plays. Whereas Pickens, I think, is more of a true outside, route-running, good feet wide receiver. And Burks, I think, is a candidate at 24. And Pickens is a candidate at 56. Dean in the first, Travis Jones in the second. Sign me up. I would love if Travis Jones made it to the second round pick. Would you rather have Micah or J.C. Horn and Nick Bolton? Well, that's not fair. Why wouldn't you get a second player in the Micah one? Oh, because you would have, no, because J.C. Horn went before Micah. So why wouldn't I get a second round player too? In that case, I would get, well, Micah and Kelvin Joseph or J.C. Horn and Nick Bolton. No, I'll take what I got. i take what I got. Micah Parsons is an absolute freaky stud. So I'll take what I got. But some teams look at Dax Hill as an outside corner as well. He could. He could do it. Who would you rather sign in free agency given the opportunity, J.C. Jackson or Bobby Wagner? J.C. Jackson. More premier position and dude who's slap in the middle of the prime of his career. Where does edge rank in need? Let's see how Randy Gregory and Tank Lawrence plays out because you're getting real close to Randy Gregory actually hitting free agency and starting to seem like that's going to happen. And so they're going to find out what his market is and figure out if they'll match it. Like, I think, I do think Randy Gregory is a guy who wants to be here, but you're going to have to match his market value or get close uh, for him to do it, much like they had to do with Amari Cooper, where they let him hit the market and one team was willing to pay more than they did. So they had to get close to that. And that's how I, they got a deal done. Um, Parsons and Chanel would be fun. It would. That would be a nice little linebacker tandem. What do you get in terms of trading down picks to 28 to 30 if someone has a guy and you are okay with a few guys? 24 to 28 or 30, you probably get their third. Probably get a third round pick. Restructure Coop, let Gallup and Sedwalk draft a wide receiver round one or two. You could. They're not going to. But you could. I really like Dane's mock draft first two picks. Dane's a beast. Dane Brugler is the best. All right, team. I'm going to see the Batman in a little bit. So, oh, hold on. Super chat from John. 
Jeff, we got to get Dak back under center and less in shotgun, draft O-line early and often, and get back to running the ball more. Most NFL teams, including the Cowboys, actually get more yards per carry out of shotgun. I don't know why it doesn't feel that way, but it's true. Uh, so, but yeah, they got to get back to blocking. They got to get back to running. And not because running matters, but because not being able to run makes life really, really hard on the quarterback. Would you draft a kicker late? Yeah, draft a damn kicker. Take a fifth or sixth round kicker. Grab the LSU guy. Why not? They won't because their coordinator likes their kicker. So that's the way that's going to go. All right. I'm going to get ready to go watch the Batman. I hope it's good. Um, thank you to everybody that watches. That's huge. I appreciate you if you're subscribed. I appreciate you if you're a uh, member on the YouTube page, if you're subscribed on the Twitch page, because it'll keep me from having to sell the house, and that's good. So thanks for the super chats. Thanks for the members. Thanks for the subscribers. Thanks to everybody. Oh, and use the promo code Jeff C when you sign up at Underdog Fantasy. I'm about to start doing just Luca parlays. Like I'm going to put down two or three bucks and just pick the over on every stat. And if there's like four or five of them, see if I can't turn me a tidy little profit. Promo code Jeff C. I'll put the link to my direct page on Underdog in the description as well. You guys have a great night. Remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everybody.